Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. As you can hear in the background, uh, we are talking to David Fine as the Iowa Heartlanders are uh, doing a pr- practicing skating around. You'll hear some skates and some slapping around and stuff going on. Uh, but we've got David uh, Fine, and this is this week and this uh, Heartlanders Weekly. Welcome to the program, David. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. Well, uh, I have been a little charged up uh, since even the last homestand when we knocked it to them uh, Friday and Saturday, and you followed that up with the uh, with the big win on Sunday. Um, we've been winning. Uh, we've been standing our ground and winning uh, some games and uh, sending some opponents home uh, unhappy lately. Uh, um, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, Dave, because in reality, the team has been good at home this year. Like, the team's 500 at home, which is, isn't, I guess, the de- based on how the team has played on the road at home, they've been a completely different team, which is great because people are coming out for the first time and um, or, you know, for some of their first times ever to Extreme Arena. Makes the fans happy. So the wins on Friday and Saturday a few weeks ago against Kalamazoo and Indy were great from a lot of perspectives. One of my favorite things about each of those wins was just the come, comeback ability that the team continues to show, which is that in, you know, the Heartlanders have won 16, 17 games this year, but in more than half of them, nine of them, they've come from behind to win. And I think it's the mark of a, of, you know, of a good team, of a team that continues to develop, that sticks together, that's resilient when they're able to come from behind. So we had the opportunity to see that a few times. The last time the Heartlanders played at home, they got goals from some of their big contributors. You know, Zach White came through, and he had he had a two-goal game that Saturday game against Kalamazoo. It was his first multi-goal game of the or second multi-goal game of the year, one of his you know first of his career too, uh, going back to his time last year when he he contributed to 18 goals. He's got 17 this year, so he's on pace right now to break that by a few goals. Hopefully, get up to 20 goals on the year, and I think Iowa. Dave has a lot of really nice things going for it heading into the final month, three weeks of the regular season. There's only six home games left. The team's home three times this week. So guys are feeling good. And the other thing, Dave, that's just mentioning off the air to you, which is that, you know, Derek Damon has said, Heartlanders head coach, that these next few weeks are critical for Iowa. Because even though they're a long shot to make the postseason right now, even if they don't, the next few weeks will bear out the kind of situation where we're going to know a lot, hopefully, about which players may or may not be on the team next year because 
Iowa is going to have the chance to really go through and evaluate these guys on a on a better, on a basis where they would feel comfortable signing new guys out of the NCAA ranks. And that's one of the great advantages that Iowa has to, to trigger its rebuilding and continued development for next year because you can now evaluate players, rookies coming out of college, recruit them and say, we want you here and we know you're going to be playing every night. And here's a, you know, if you play well, you'll have a home next year. You'll have a contract and you'll be employed. And that's a huge draw for, for college rookies coming in because they will have some sense of security about where they stand with the Heartlanders based on last year, which is not a bad thing. Iowa was a few games out of the playoffs, so they didn't have this luxury of being able to evaluate the talent as much coming, the new talent coming out of college because they were right in the thick of a playoff race that they ultimately were long shots to make a year ago. But this year, they're even more long shots. So Iowa's in a better position from a recruiting standpoint coming into next year. And not only that, people know what the Heartlanders are all about even more a year from that, a year, you know, in retrospect. And Iowa played so well near the end of last year. But in this year, you can sense that this team's going to have a really strong finish for the season. So that's a little bit about how the last homestand actually relates to the entirety of the rest of the season. Well, the last homestand, uh, I remember the place was a – uh, there was no need for knocking because uh, the house was a rocking, as they say. Uh, we're banging out uh, around 3,000 uh, 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 butts in the seats uh, over the last uh, the last uh, um, homestand. And you got uh, uh, and the team inspired out a couple big wins. Uh, how can we capitalize on all that momentum to get people to come back this weekend? Well, Wednesday and Friday, Saturday. You know, it's just a constant drumbeat, Dave. You know, we need to be active in the community. We have been. You need to continue to do the kind of things and put yourself out there intentionally in a way that you hope that, you know, whether it's myself with some of the, you know, lighter marketing stuff, obviously I'm the broadcaster, I help out with the social media, help out with some of the videos. You know, you just continue to beat the drum. And every department needs to be firing. Like that's, our coach was asking us, you know, oh, you know, what makes Team A more successful than Team B? And the answer there's not really one tried and true answer. It's a constant drumbeat of things that end up making people want to spend their hard-earned money to come and be entertained at a Heartlanders game. And, you know, we've had some really nice crowds here. And then not only that, but this weekend we got a, some really nice promotions. we got Star Trek night coming up on Friday. I've not seen any of the movies ever, so don't quiz me on that. But Star Trek night's uh, Captain Kirk's birthday. I know that much. Uh, allegedly this uh, this Friday. So we're going to have some Star Trek groups out here, which is nice. And then on Saturday is going to be one, one of my favorite games of the year, which is the Heartland Heroes game. And it's celebrating all the frontline workers that put themselves on the line for us every day, whether they're cops, firefighters, you know, just people out in the community, frontline workers that um, we don't say thank you to enough. And, you know, we said thank you a lot a few years ago, especially at the start of the pandemic. Um, but even more so now, I, you know, I, I feel it's important that we continue to say thank you and recognize these people for their selfless contributions over the last few years and throughout their entire lives. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, the Heartland Heroes game on Saturday. And again, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday here at home. And I think we'll have a few nice crowds. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I really, I don't know. I just feel a lot of momentum, you know, uh, if anybody is listening to this, um, I want to tell you, um, 
if you're worried about, you know, things haven't been marketed the way you wanted it or whatever, it's not David Fine's fault. David Fine is working himself down there into a frenzy. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I think he has a couple short days of 17 hours. Uh, but you, you have, you know, it's all your blood, sweat, and tears. What does it feel like for you after all the work that you did to look up in the stands and, and see this big, rough, and rowdy crowd that's, that's really excited to see the Heartlanders? Yeah, it's, it's, it's great, too, because, you know, we have a really hardworking staff. We have a great staff here. And I really do believe, Dave, that, you know, as we continue more and more, people come to their first games um, because this is not a hot – this is not a market where, you know, it's screaming hockey like, you know, in Toledo where their Red Wings are an hour up the road and, you know, all these other things. We need to intentionally do things in a way that make people interested and want to come. And so we have a great staff here that works hard every day at trying to do just that. And I'm looking forward to seeing that, you know, the fruits of that labor kind of bear itself out over what's going to be the final six games of the regular season at home. Well, uh, you know, last time I talked to you, you were just starting that uh, uh, other series, and then you you finished it, you went on the road. So you played a lot of games uh, uh, since we last talked. Could you recap some of the highlights of uh, just, say, the last five or six games that we played? Yeah, yeah, we were on the road for three games last weekend. Um, typical ECHL, Dave, we're getting into cities, leaving early in the morning, getting in late afternoon, early evenings, play the next day. And we went to Cincinnati, which is, you know, eight hours away from Coralville, and left early in the morning, got there by 5 p.m. Eastern, day, day on the bus, get to the city. And then secondly to that, we um, played two games in Cincy, good, good close games. Um, I was really proud of the way Iowa performed, the Heartlanders performed. And the reason why, Dave, is actually for a different reason than what you might think I'm going to say, because the team lost by, you know, they, they both them were one goal hockey games. Um, Iowa was tied in the final few minutes on uh, in their first, their first match on Friday and then on Saturday. Uh, the same thing, down by one goal, majority of the third period. But the way the team played was inspiring for me, even up in the broadcast group, because Iowa has so many injuries right now. With eight guys are injured, um, and, and I think seven officially are on IR, six officially on IR. But there's eight players that are, are regulars. You know, that's basically you know 45% of your roster is injured right now. And to see a team be able to compete against Cincinnati, which Cincinnati is not worried about the Heartlanders. Cincinnati's trying to win the Kelly Cup. They are the best team in the division right now by points percentage. Um, they're one of the three best teams, four best teams that I've seen in the league this year, at least from you know my limited, so to speak, watching experience. And uh, you know they're they're they got bigger aspirations than the Heartland beating the Heartlanders on a Friday night, so to speak. They are business like they are veterans. They take care of business, and they won the season series against Iowa for that reason. But they really struggled to contain the Heartlanders at multiple times. And I think they're they're coming out of this weekend saying, you know, we won both games against Iowa, but we got some respect for those guys on the other side. And I think that anyone, whether you're Cincinnati's fans, the great people of the state of Ohio, all jokes aside, um, you know, they're coming out of this weekend saying it is far from a sure thing that we are ready for the playoffs. Because even though they won both games, they did not play their A game, and Iowa almost beat them twice. And, they, I, and the Heartlanders were in each of those games. And 
I'm really proud of the way the guys perform because Dave, it would have been really easy with eight guys injured and six guys, five guys were called to the American Hockey League to just say, ah, it's not our weekend. Let's get healthy next week. But the guys that were out there undermanned, competed like they wanted to, you know, turn two upsets. And for them to be in both games and almost beat Cincinnati, quite frankly, I think in both games says a lot about the strides that this team has made because there were times earlier in the year where the team would lose by one goal and it'd be great. Oh, you know, we competed, only lost by a goal tonight, but it felt like we were down by three. We were engaged. The Heartlanders were engaged in all of those things and really, truly almost earned a couple of sets. So I was really proud. And then on Sunday, Dave, the, the reward came. We traveled six hours overnight to Kalamazoo. We left at 10.30 p.m. and I was asleep at 5.30 a.m. just two days ago. It feels like it was five days ago. But two days ago, I was asleep at 5.30 in the morning, as was the rest of the team, getting into Kalamazoo, Michigan. And we played at 3 p.m. Eastern. We got into the hotel 10 hours before uh, we played. And, you know, those are long-shot games. Like, you do not go in expecting to see maybe one of the best performances this season. And the Heartlanders gave us one of their best performances on the road all year. It was a 2-0 win. Kalamazoo just did not have a spark. Quite frankly, they, they, they were close. They did not execute when they needed to, in my opinion. And um, Iowa ended up winning. I was really proud that the guys overcame. Not only they had just lost two games in a row, Dave, on the road, but they had to travel overnight six hours to play their next one, and they almost won again. Are they? And they almost, uh, you know, they could have pulled off a three straight win weekend. Honestly, we played well enough to do so. We just didn't execute as well. But we beat Kalamazoo on Sunday in their barn when they were sitting there waiting for us rest. So I'm really proud of the way the guys played this weekend overall. Well, I thought it was exciting, and I've been noticing, you know, we're standing up to whoever we're playing, win, lose, or draw. Uh, we, we're, you know, everybody knows we're on the ice, and we're, our, 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 we're, we're tightening up the goalie area. Uh, our defense is getting better. Our skating seems crisper, and our scoring seems to be uh, on the rise. Uh, it just seems like the team's firing in all, all aspects of, 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 of everywhere. Say that one more time. It just seems like the team is firing in all cylinders right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it. I think that's very fair. And the other thing about that is that, you know, like firing in all cylinders offensively, we're never going to be world beaters and score 10 goals a game like, you know, Toledo or Cincinnati. But we have found a style that really works for us and makes it really hard for teams to teams to you know find their rhythm so i'm really proud of the way the guys have found themselves this year because again and friday and saturday when we were in cincinnati it's probably easy to just say ah we're hurt a little called up as well if they're healthy who knows how it's going to be but the guys put on shows like they were you know like they like like they were like they had heart and it was, it was really nice to see and then on sunday they got the reward they won yeah they, and uh um that was kind of a neat game too, wasn't it? Uh, get a little combination of really tightening up the defense and just getting enough offense to win that, huh? Yeah, and it, it, I think that we were timely too. It's easy to say when you score two goals, oh, you scored goals at goals at good times. But what I was really, what I really liked about the performance, Dave, was we knew we knew the way. Like we were, we were. I was tired in the booth. I can't imagine how tired physically the guys were. I was just mentally tired. Um, from, you know, traveling and all that stuff. But we did not play sort of 
Derek said, Derek Damon said, we need to play simple today, which means you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot by being too fancy and, you know, making mistakes. And they, they just did not, they, they did not make unforced errors. And it's, it's cool to see a team all be in playing in the same mindset where we don't need to make the fanciest deke or the fanciest play or, you know, score the best goal. We just need to, we just need to do enough and not shoot ourselves in the foot because a lot of times we have shot, shot ourselves in the foot this year at certain points. And th- 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 there was, it was a perfect game from a um, simplicity standpoint, let's call it, which I love because I love when a team just is playing sort of those error, you know, you have to come beat us. We're not going to make it easy on you, score a few easy goals. So that that's what I loved about Sunday's game is we said, Kalamazoo, if you want to score twice, you're going to have to, Make spectacular plays yourself. You're not going to get them against us. We're not going to get them. Yet. So that's one of the things I really loved about Sunday's game. Well, let's, let's, I mean, there's something about that game that's kind of impressing me is you recently went on a four game. Uh, I think it was a four towns and four days road trip. And then you're, you're on a three game road trip and you got this Sunday game before you leave. Uh, wouldn't it be kind of easy to kind of uh, just skate through that one? You know, uh, you know, you're tired. It's been a long road trip. You're ready to go home. Uh, how are they able, you know, any team that, that's got the resilience to come out on the floor, compete, and and overcome a hard-fought win uh, after all that road trip and, and, and getting ready to go home, uh, I, that, that's starting to, it's just starting to show uh, what kind of a spark this team's got. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, I agree with that. And then the other, the other thing that I think that's awesome, too, is that, you know, these guys are young. Like we have a very young team and we've had a lot of players play for us this year. Actually, right before um, I called, I looked up because I was just curious. We signed two new guys out of the college realm, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a few minutes. Uh, Jesse Jocks, Jesse Jocks and uh, Mitch Benson. And, um, you know, well, that those will be our 52nd and our 53rd players to play in games for us this year, which is the second most in the league. Um, which is the stat that I looked up, but these are got like, we, we have, we've had a, the similar core the entire year, but the periphery guys, meaning the guys that we're starting to bring in now at the end of college seasons are, are needing to adjust right away. And I can honestly say that with the exception of maybe one or two guys that maybe played just a handful of games before being traded or, um, you know, going back to somewhere else or wherever they were going, like we've had consistency with the system that we're playing and the guys fit in and they play well. And I've been really impressed with that because it would be easy for guys to come in and look lost on the ice, but the guys have not. They've come in and they've looked like they know what they're doing. Yeah, they, they really have. And, you, you know, something's happened and we sparked this team up. Well, let's transition over to talk about some uh, transactions. Uh, 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 did Tyler Bush get called up? Yeah, Tyler Bush got called up. He's with the Iowa Wild right now. They're completing a road trip today in San Diego. Uh, they needed him. He played. It was cool to see him play. It was his first AHL game with the Iowa Wild. His first this season, fifth of his career. So he's up right now in the AHL on a professional tryout contract, and uh, hopefully he can succeed up there. Well, he's had a heck of a year for us. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, uh, cheering for him, and I think he's had a big uh, effect on getting this team going in the right direction, didn't you? I, yeah, I agree with you. And I, I think the other thing beyond just getting the team going in the right direction is that, you know, from a leadership standpoint, that's kind of what you're implying, but he's also one hell of a fit. Like he is one heck of a centerman in this league. If he's your second or your third line center, 
you have a Kelly Cup championship winning team potentially, like if you can fit in the other pieces around him. I really have been impressed with his because he's playing in a role that he hasn't played in for years. Um, and he came in as, you know, he could be, a, I thought maybe, you know, okay, like maybe a third liner for us and who knows, we're getting him for future considerations. Um, who knows, you know, and he came in and he looked like a first line center immediately. And um, what a luxury for our young guys to be able to learn from him too, because he's a great leader. He's been around the block. He's been on older teams too. So he kind of knows the rhyme and the rhythm and where to pick up. And, um, you know, he's, he's been great for us. We've had some, uh, uh, you know, that's our job is to put guys uh, in Iowa and then and, and up into Minnesota. Uh, uh, who all uh, Heartlanders or former Heartlanders have they got up there or, or have played up there this year? Yeah, there's been nine players to go up to the AHL this year. I believe seven with the Iowa Wild, um, with Reese Smolak and Tyler Bush going up most recently. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's half the team from when the year started, approximately nine guys that are in the AHL and the other one is Matt Boucher. Um, actually, I, I want to correct myself. Eight, eight guys because Reese play. Yeah, eight guys have gone up to the Iowa wild and uh, Hunter is the one that we have back now. Hunter Jones, who's played some time up there and played well for the Iowa wild when he's been up there. So eight guys, seven of which are, have stayed up there for most of the year when they've gone up. Matt guitar Murphy was up there for a while too. And uh... that's right. Uh, Hunter is in the right spot because he's having a heck of a year, and uh, uh, he's really. Uh, the, I think the team's really starting to, to feel a lot of confidence when he's back behind the pipes, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think they have all year, Dave. It's uh, you know, I, I said it on the air on Sunday. The clips on Twitter, if you want to go find it, was kind of the last seconds of his shutout, which I, I which you know, we talked. I talked about it with our social media director. We wanted to post because one, we love Hunter, and then two. I think it kind of captured the moment perfectly. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but he shut out Kalamazoo. It was his first ECHL shutout. And I used the phrase, which is a little bit trite. I said it's a long, it was a, it's been a long and winding road this season for Hunter because it took him until December 14th to earn his first win. Um, and it took him, you know, a few more weeks after that to get even win number two. And he's won six, seven, eight games now, I think, for the Heartlanders this year. And it has been a long and winding road. He's won eight games for us. Um, and his play has it, it has not been indicative of the statistical line. And I say that almost every broadcast now because it's just it, – some things are just true. And someone, you know, a fan could say, well, you know, he should have 20 wins. You know, he should have – but like his leadership, the way he brings it every day, his maturity, his leadership, and he's only 22 years old, is yeah. is inspiring to see. And I, I think he has a really nice chance the rest of the season to carve out a final good month. Uh, I, and I, not only that, but, uh, you know, like not only a final good month, but also I think he has a chance to make a name for himself where he can, whether he's with the Heartlanders or the Iowa Wild or Minnesota or wherever next year, he's going he's gonna to have a really good opportunity to have a really nice pro career. Well, him and Tyler Bush, you know, kind of provided some veteran leadership. Uh, you could really, you could, you could, you know, you could see his leadership this year, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being a, both of them are third year pro, second year in the ECHL. Um, and I've I just been, you know, floored by how, by how improved. Sorry, someone almost got hit head with the puck over here and I almost saw it. Uh, everyone's all right. That's good. Um, part of the perks of when the interview by the hockey rink wasn't me, someone else. Everyone's all right. I want to make sure we're pointing that out. No one was hurt in the making of this podcast. Um, but yeah, 
no, like, you know, guys, guys step in and, you know, they learn about themselves in their rookie year, their second year, they take the next leap. And then the third year, um, you know, you, you see them overall, like guy like Hunter and Tyler, like you were mentioning, they've just been awesome for us this year, you know, bring it every day, leadership every day at the rink. And it's, it's really cool to see guys like that, you know, take that next step and leap to show why they can be professionals, not just for this year, but for another five, six, seven years, if not more. Well, the Heartlanders may not uh, have a lot of playoffs to play for, but these players have a lot to play for, and they want to play, uh, uh, and, and they're playing great, and it's uh, the best hockey we've seen all year long, and uh, uh, a lot of young people's, people uh, kind of stepping up, and, and uh, some of our players are getting called up. Uh, uh, it's, it's really starting to be a, a great time. We've only got six days uh, left. Uh, you sounded like to me, you were pretty dang close, almost like as if you were on the ice or at least close enough you should have an athletic uh, uh, supporter <laughs> on. Uh, uh, uh. No, I was, I, was up in the, I was up in the press box, actually. I was, I'm not, now I'm not anymore. I finished doing what I was doing there, um, just making sure all the broadcast stuff was, was set up correctly for the weekend um, with the wiring and the internet running and all that stuff and the wires that I'm setting up at the arena. Um, part of the perks of the job, set up your own stuff. So in the NHL, they do it for you. In the minor leagues, you're doing it yourself. You're running internet wires, you're running XLRs, you're running mics, um, all that other stuff. So that's just what I was up to. So I was actually pretty far away from the rink. But then just when I said, oh, no one was hurt in the making, I walked around the corner from the media room around the bend. And uh, one of the members of the Rat Pack jumped out of the way of a puck because it hit off the protective safety mesh and almost bounced off his head behind the behind the thing. So everyone's all right. No one was hurt in the making of this podcast, and we're proud to say that. Well, our safety record had a near miss, uh, but when you're we're dealing with hockey, there's going to be some injuries and some uh, unknowns factors out there. But yeah, yeah, you you've done a great job of uh, bringing us the sights and the sounds of this season. Uh, gosh, we've been talking a while. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I know we're going to have a tailgate the last game of the year, uh, so there's there's a lot to look forward to. But uh, I I think we're going to rally up and get a lot of people in there for these last six games. I hope so too. You know, it's a great last opportunity. There's still thousands of people in the area that still maybe are a little timid to come to a hockey game or don't know a ton about it. And what I'd say is buy a twelve. You know, tickets start at what twelve dollars, fourteen dollars. Buy a fourteen dollar ticket come you know buy one get one tickets on the wednesday game so you can bring some bring a friend for a game against wichita on wednesday at home friday same thing uh not with buy one get one but a great promotional night star trek night and then on saturday is our heartland heroes night which i'm really looking forward to so some really nice opportunities this week to uh to see what it's all about yeah it's been a great great uh, season i'm really excited about the star trek thing because i know people around here they go kind of uh you i if you have it, it's like the Star Wars cosplayers that you brought in. It'll be uh, friggin' amazing. Uh, but uh, you got some, still got some good times. I think now that the Hawkeyes uh, basketball season's over and stuff, and and uh, you know the wrestling's kind of uh, wound down and the football's over, you're compete. That's a lot to compete against in uh, Coralville, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot going on, but that's part of what makes it great. It's a sports sports hungry community, and we wouldn't have it any other way. We love it here. Well, we've carved out this last. Uh, uh, three homestands just for the Heartlanders and uh, get out and uh, get out and enjoy uh, national Heartlanders month. I just declared it. Love that. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you. 
Brown Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.